Comedy podcast that's still going to be saying it's only April in April 2024. I'm your host, Adam Weiner, and reminder you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, The Super League, The Justice League, The Super Friends, The Justice Friends, that's where Dortmund's going, and it picks 17 in Mel Kuyper's worst ever mock draft. Big show today, and I'd lie to you if it wasn't, but first, let's take a quick trip through the Holland Tunnel where you will find the headlights, which will illuminate. The headlines. Europe's top soccer teams, including Real Madrid and Man United, tried to blow up the soccer establishment and start the Super League, leaving the lesser teams of the Champions League behind. There's no redeeming the owners who did this. Absolute shitheads, all of them, said Ted Lasso. Wow, he's usually relentlessly positive. Soccer fans revolted over this development, which signaled the super rich taking control of their beloved sport. That's disgusting, said American sports fans, adding, they're going to ruin the sanctity of the Scots turf builder bottom of the sixth inning. Oh, hold on. Got to go wait in a two-hour line against Shake Shack in center field for my kid. The Dodgers payroll is quadruple the Pirates. Okay, we have this. Among those American leeches responsible for this decision were Red Sox and Liverpool owner John Henry, who must have been like, man, how do I still have good karma after the Mookie Betts trade? Any chance I can squander that? Double or nothing. Here we go. Famous fans like the Late Late Show's James Corden blasted the greed involved in the process, with Corden emotionally stating, it's the end of the sport we love, it truly is. In response, Jimmy Fallon tousled the Super League's hair. Ultimately though, the Super League dissolved before it ever started, when Chelsea pulled out of the process Tuesday. And then all the other teams were like, yeah, yeah, we were gonna do that too, but but Chelsea did it first and we are so proud of her. We were definitely like one second away from doing that. Yeah, yes, everyone's famously in agreement. Billionaires love consequences. The New York Yankees are off to a terrible start sitting last in the American League. When asked for comment, Yankee fans said, which one of our guys do you trust most in a game one, Bauer or Bueller? Buccaneers QB Tom Brady says his knee is recovering well from surgery. And from what I know about Tom Brady's freakish body, I assume his knee did a surgery on someone else. Washington quarterback Alex Smith announced his retirement this week, so allow me to exhale for 20 to 30 minutes. Smith will be remembered for winning his division with three different franchises, as well as starring in the video middle schoolers will someday show each other as some sort of puke challenge. Chet Holmgren, the 7'1", 190-pound top basketball recruit in the nation, has chosen Gonzaga. And if you're wondering what a 7'1", 190-pound basketball player looks like, stack two Drake Bells on top of each other and teach them to dunk. Contrary to popular belief, Chet Holmgren is the nation's number one basketball recruit and not an Arizona weatherman who was fired for a sexually harassing racial slur. He hit the combo. And after getting a way too generous wedding gift from Jacksonville fans, Trevor Lawrence and his wife Marissa donated it back to local charities. In total, it came out to $20,000 and one colander. That's it. Coming up, I talked to Luke Kelly Klein, the executive producer of True TV's Double Cross with Blake Griffin. But first, to get the latest on the Washington football team's bold new name ideas, I spoke with a team source. The Washington football team has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? 
America agreed against their better judgment last season when Dan Snyder's group went with the lowest common denominator answer to their moniker problem. It seems, though, that the change will not be permanent. Discussions have already begun surrounding the franchise's next name, and word leaked this week about one option leadership is considering, the Washington Demon Cats. With me today is naming committee member Pamela Schrank, who can hopefully pull back the curtain a little bit on what the process has been like. Pamela, thanks so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, two weeks locked in a boardroom at the stadium in D.C. has done wonders for our creativity. I'll say that. You've been in a single room for uh, for two weeks? Oh, yeah. Uh, with the entire creative team. I asked Mr. Snyder if we could maybe get some fresh air or, you know, work at the 50-yard line. Um, but he offered the 40-yard line, and we were like, yeah, no deal. So. Wow. Oh, okay, so, so don't give me any information you can't leak yet, obviously. Mm -hmm. But we've heard Demon Cats, lots of strong reactions from a lot of people. Uh, I'd, I'd love to know what other names you're all considering. Uh, we wanted something uniquely Washington. We loved Washington football team. Uh, but to be fair, most other NFL cities have football teams, um, except Cincinnati. So we had to dig deep and come up with names that reflect our, our unique heritage, you know, presenting the Washington DMV. Oh, uh, a nod to Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, the, the DMV area? No, no, a nod to the Department of Motor Vehicles, you know, where you get your license. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, um, why is that uniquely Washington? Uh, what's more uniquely Washington than a bureaucracy, right? Okay. Uh, I mean, not a bad point, but it it still feels a little off. And to be fair, it also wasn't you know, the trendiest. So we decided to capitalize on the latest craze, introducing the WFT NFTs. So Washington football team, non-fungible tokens. Every game is technically just like a picture of the game. Okay. I, I sort of get it, but it still doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. Okay. Which is ultimately why, you know, we moved on to other options. Okay. Feast your ears on the Washington senators. Oh, okay, yeah. Senators, a classic D.C. sports name. Oh, sorry, I mispronounced that. The Washington Stegosaurs. All right, what? You know, when dinosaurs roamed the Earth, there were absolutely Stegosaurs in D.C. Flash forward today, and now, hi, they're a football team. I'm not sure that's great. Okay, well, Stegosaurs made the top 30, but ultimately, you know, we decided to keep pushing. So introducing the Washington Republicans. So 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 you want to limit yourself to only one political party? Well, we can't do Washington Democrats. That's toxic. I would maybe not do either. <sighs> okay, got it. The Washington Whig Party. Unfortunately, the best so far, but still not it, I don't think. <sighs> okay, we do want something that's historic. That's uniquely us. So what about the Washington Monumental Gun Control Legislation? Huh? <laughs> You were, you were right there with monuments. You, you were right on the verge. Oh, monuments. See, that was the first one I said in the room, and everyone was like, wait, did you just mispronounce Stegosaur? And yes, actually, that, that is what ha I did. So, you know, then we moved on. and Got it. Uh, Pamela, okay. Look, I'm, I'm sorry to be so curt, but I think I'm starting to see why you all just went with Washington football team last time and called it a day. No, no. Some of these are good. Okay, some of these are good. Just, you know, let me clear my head. Okay, <clears throat> just got to get in the zone, Pamela. Okay, 
You read your 10 worst names first, and now we get to the good ones. Why would you do it in reverse order? I don't know. I don't know. God, I panicked, okay? The Washington Nationals. That's your baseball team's name. Okay, the Washington Red Sox. That's a different city's baseball team's name. The D.C. Riders. Really bad timing. Sorry, okay? I haven't read the news since yesterday. Yeah, you should still know that's bad. What if I got up out of my chair and just walked around? I don't know. What if you did that? Washington DMB. Dave Matthews Band? Department of Motor Bicycles. What? The Washington Demon Cats. That's the one that started this whole thing? The Washington Reds. Don't say it. That's the old name. Sorry, sorry. The Washington Reds. You were about to do it again. You were about to do it again. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. Wow, this is really hard. And I'm going to be honest, okay? I forgot a lot of the ones we had said in the room, and I'm sort of just making them up off the cuff now. Why are you doing that? I'm nervous, okay? I've never met a real Stegosaur before. Do you think I'm a senator? What is happening? The Washington veterans. Wait, that's... Okay, that, that's pretty good. Have, have you told anyone that yet? Really? No, I, I, I just made it up right now. Pamela, I'm, I'm not kidding. That's pretty great. You really think so? It's definitely the closest. It, it combines the right amount of patriotism with the abstract nature of professional sports branding. Okay, good. Because I actually um, I actually drew a logo for that one. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, yeah, let me see. Okay, that's a middle finger flipping off an Air Force cadet. I'm bad at art. Pamela shrank from the Washington football team, everybody. Yeah, we're probably just going to stick with football team, actually. Pamela Shrank, everybody. I kind of like Wig Party. It could be fun. Could be a good rival for the Patriots. Bunch of old-timey guys on the field punching each other in opposite end zones. Not bad. We may have stumbled on something. Coming up next, my chat with my old friend, Luke Kelly Klein, about pranking people with Blake Griffin in a true TV show that I can't believe I didn't dream up. I am here with Luke Kelly Klein, the executive producer of True TV's Double Cross with Blake Griffin, among many other things at Big Breakfast. Luke, we've known each other for a long time. Is this the most handsome I have ever been? You, frankly, you're stunning. When I entered the Zoom, when I opened the Zoom door and Mm -hmm. walked in, Mm -hmm. I was stunned. And I'm not saying that as like, oh, you look great. I was stunned. And frankly, I still am. Wow. Okay. So first off, thank you. Second, spoiler for everyone, this is recorded on Zoom. So sorry for those of you who didn't know that this is a a podcast that utilizes Zoom. But now that we're we're past those huge revelations up top, um, the show, back to the show. The show is Double Cross with Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, NBA star, works with the prank victim to get revenge on their apparent tormentor, Can you tell me a little bit more about the show and how we got here? Because if I were concocting a sports comedy show, I would probably come up with something like this. And it's real. It exists. It exists. And it exists in big thanks and in big part to Blake and our partners at Mortal Media who do the show with us. Um, And, you know, we, my partner, Kevin Healy and I, fellow executive producer and, and head of Big Breakfast with me, 
Um, we had this idea and we, you know, we, we brought it to Blake and the team and thought that he would just be the perfect person for it. And to his credit, he was like, yeah, but I'm only doing it if I can really dig in on creative. Right. So not only did he like the idea, he didn't just sort of rubber stamp the Blake Griffin seal of approval, which is still very valuable. He got creatively involved. And, and, you know, if you watch the episode, you see just how much that's the case. There's something fun about a prank show that punches up too, which is what we intended to do with this. It's, it's all about sort of, you know, the comeuppance of pranking rather than pranking in and of itself. You read my mind because my next follow-up was going to be exactly how involved was Blake in like the ideation and the execution and all that. And it kind of feels like a lot. Yeah, he was, re- I mean, listen, the guy is a huge sports star right and has a lot of other commitments but i would say as much as a human being with blake's schedule can be involved he was and this show was really a, a priority for him he was on creative calls he was he was in producers meetings he was obviously on set um and was a big part of pushing the show on its release as well i just can't imagine i'm very envious that you are a person who gets to say like I, I patched Blake Griffin into creative calls. Like I went through the minutia and also like Blake Griffin was there for the ideation process. Blake was there. Yeah. Blake. It was like, Blake, are you, we're in a weird service area. Can you guys hear Blake? Is it me or is it Blake? <laughs> I feel like Blake is pitching. Is Blake frozen? Cause he, he had a lot to say. Is he frozen? It's we. This is me. I think it's me. It says unstable connection. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Blake was dunking. Sorry, Blake's at the practice facility. He was dunking. I'm sorry. I don't, it's kind of, yeah, it's a little isolated over there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you had to work around him, obviously. Um, crazy year to have to shoot something with an NBA player. I mean, with anyone, but especially like talent that is moving and like bubbling and all that stuff. What was the production schedule like for this show? How did you work around someone and, and how did it all come together mid-pandemic? Yeah, well, you know, we we were lucky enough to set the show up before the pandemic, and then it became about, you know, how do we do this in pandemic times, and will we be able to do it in pandemic times? And I think around April or May is when we decided we can do it, and here's the plan. Um, and it was a very, very, you know, sort of exacting and scientific uh, and surgical COVID bubble that we set up. Um, you know, like a lot of productions going on all over the country at the time, but certainly in Atlanta, the, the COVID protocols were, were fully in, in swing. But in terms of, you know, how Blake folded into it in the NBA schedule, it was just, it was, we knew we'd lose him at a certain point. And so we had to sort of back out from that date. So it became really a, a late August and September production and then just furiously working through post-production in order to deliver for, you know, our, our March premiere, but um, not easy, very fulfilling though. Great team. And, you know, we can't wait to do more. Awesome. Um, now was there, you know, obviously Blake knew what he was walking into. You weren't really catching him by surprise, but was there, a prank that he like struggled to keep it together for is he like is he a laugher is he stone is it easy to get him stone-faced or was he like blowing takes jimmy fallon style no he's he's definitely like he's so super deadpan that's his sensibility but sort of behind the camera you see some of this in the show right when he's in the kind of control room with dave um 
you can see how much he's breaking and that's authentic. You know, the one that probably had him on the day pre reveal, like pre the moment when he walked in sort of the most panicked was probably the uh, wake up call piece where the, um, the, the, the prankster is double crossed by his mother and stepdad. Um, and it's like, you know, the kid walks in thinking that his mom and stepdad are going to have a threesome with another guy. And it's and and that was the one that I think because the kid, the prankster, the mark was so just out of his mind, confused, and then like ashamed and then embarrassed, and those emotions and that emotional rainbow really got Blake pretty good. Um, but he's I mean, he's just like he's one of the most authentically funny humans that I've worked with sports star not like sports star or otherwise the guy's just like a real talent yeah i mean i've seen him like take over a stage and like do a stand-up set at just for laughs like was he during downtime ever like running stuff by you like does he bring bits even like to day of shoot just to like like i mean we're comedians like we've always got something we need approval for like was he just dropping stuff on you yeah, I mean, he, he, I think there's, there's an element to him, especially in a show like this, that he's leading of wanting to check with people who make TV all day and say like, so this is cool. Like this will work. This makes sense. Like, but really his creative sensibility and his sense of creative self as highfalutin and douchey as that sounds is, um, that's my, those are my words, not Blake's words. Yeah. Uh, this is a highfalutin podcast and I hope Blake knows that. I, and, and, and I'm a highfalutin guy as, yeah. as oh, your yeah. listeners will learn, uh, insufferable in many, in many ways. So yeah, it's, you know, he, he was deferential in terms of the actual production and then really collaborative in terms of this is an idea I have. Do you guys think it'll work? And most times we're like, yeah, man, like that, like, you don't need to ask us just like, go for it, try it out because his instincts are so good. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, for as someone who spent years watching him, like I've watched him grow into a person who like, I foresee him taking this path, like the path of scripted or non-scripted comedy more than I see him as like a studio analyst, like a TNT oh, yeah. pregame yeah. show guy. I'm sure yeah. he could do both, but like, do, do you agree with that? No, I, I definitely do. And like, you know, who knows what his aspirations are ultra long-term. And I feel like he probably will want to do both, but I, I do know that, that Hollywood um, is keeping a seat warm for him for sure. When he is, when he's said goodbye to the game for good, you know? Yeah. Um, so whenever you've got a prank show, I have to ask, I feel like, I don't know, maybe you haven't gotten this question yet. I don't know. Who knows? I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Um, but when you have a prank show, the gold standard for like, stuff getting fucked up is sort of the the zach braff punked is the one that comes to mind in terms of like the reaction is off the rails nobody prepared for this is this going to air like did you have something where you were kind of like on set where you're like at the outer limits and you're like we might have to bail like this might not work well wake up call again was was one of those yeah The, the mark was really really sort of you know, furious at the situation he was put in. And I think there's even a clip in that made it into the episode where, um, where Blake says, uh, Hey Dave, get that, get that microphone out of his hand or get that. Like there was, there was something he was holding. It wasn't a microphone, but it was like, get that glow stick out of his hand. It was a glow stick. I think. 
And he ended like, like all of our marks ended up having a great time. Once the reveal happened, they were super excited, but there were moments in that one specifically of like, Oh boy, Blake better get in there soon. Cause this could go off the rails. Yeah. Was there anything that you had concepted prior to shooting that you ended up leaving in the writer's room where you were like, okay, this one I actually don't think is going to work. Well, actually, there were a ton that we had left on the writer's room floor, literally, uh, in the office space, just littered the floor with, with mm-hmm. you know, refuse and leftover <laughs> papers and building management find us big. Mm-hmm. So we probably won't be able to do more just because of that fine. Yeah. Um, but no, in all seriousness, um, yeah, we, we did have a ton of ideas that we didn't ask for uh, because they were too crazy or they wouldn't work or it was more just like what we could pull off on the timeline and in COVID and with Blake's schedule. And so I think if we get the opportunity to do more, the exciting thing is we'd already have a backlog of a lot of fun stuff. Cool. So the aim is definitely to bring this show back at this point. Would love to bring the show back. You know, we, we have to, it was a limited series. We have to see if people, you know, if people responded to it and people liked it. And if they did, um, then, you know, we hope we can certainly do more. Awesome. Uh, I mean, yeah. I look forward to that, especially because I live in Brooklyn uh, permanently. It's where I live. Blake lives in Brooklyn. It's true. I mean, should I, be, should I be worried about Blake Griffin pranking me at any time? Because we are yeah, he, 10 minutes you know, away from each other. He's want to just pop out of manhole, uh, manhole covers, like, you know, get Blake's head popping out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to the, there used to be a footlocker, and a Halloween shop right by the, the Nets arena. Um, those have now been, I think, shut down and they're just Blake prank spaces. Mm-hmm. He's in there 12 to 15 hours a day, just sort of hanging out. So anybody who wants to see Blake, you can just walk into one of those abandoned businesses and, and pop in. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's game for it, game for it all. That's, I feel like I was in one of those spaces and like, I did see that now that you mention it like, he's just there forgot. which is yeah. which is weird because he's a really busy successful guy great basketball player great comedian it's weird that he spends like i said 12 to 15 hours a day just sitting in an empty store but he does you know and you can go find him if you if you have the heart for yeah him. yeah one of america's most famous athletes and famously just alone in an abandoned building and mm-hmm. like feet from where he works like so close could, could so easily be in a nice conference room or you know a locker room annex but he chooses to be across the street in a dilapidated uh retail space yeah absolutely so i mean everybody look out for that this is gonna come out like with plenty of season left you can go seek blake out in his natural habitat go give him a shout out you know he's there for a reason he wants it so yeah oh yeah um one one final question now i'm getting rumblings i'm picking up word on the street and so i feel like i wanted to come to the Uh source I'm sorry to, this is a little gotcha. You ever heard of gotcha uh, journalism? Gotcha. Oh, I, I, you know what? I've never heard of it, but I feel like I'm experiencing it right now. Yeah. I don't need to explain it because after you get off the call, you look it up and the terminology is out there. But I have heard, a birdie told me that you were working on another project with some NBA stars. And I would, I would be remiss if I didn't pry for a little information. Yeah, um, you're speaking, of course, about the ultra, ultra low budget Brooklyn Nets web series um, that that we're putting on Tube You Now um, mm-hmm. dot net, which is the it's listen, I'm, I'm not going to call it a streamer yet, 
but it's I think soon tubeunow.net will be competing um, with some of the bigger streamers around and I'll let you I'll let you take a guess about who I'm talking about when I say that and you know I, I mean I mean I mean the big ones I mean yeah. like watch this watch this live now.org mm-hmm. um, uh, your your taped specials at eight dot gov um which is one of the dot gov streamers yeah one of the got dot gov streamers which has done amazingly well just tens and tens of viewers every month Mm -hmm. um so i you know i i don't want to say too much about it but i'll say this nobody's getting paid um nobody's happy about it and i think the world is going to be in for a shock and and the bad kind oh one of the bad shocks yeah wow um, no, I'll say that I'll, and then I'll, I'll say this. Okay. okay. Cause I, sometimes I say, I'll say this and you think it's over, but then I'll come back a second time and I'll say, I and thought, I'll say this. Yeah. I thought that, but yeah, go ahead. So I'm going to do it, but now I'm, I'm sort of, you know, it's like a misdirect. Of course. Um, nobody said my pledge after being on the YouTube or the web series. Sorry. I called it YouTube. Like we could ever put a show on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Right. One so, of the worst streamers. And this is on a good one. Well, it's yeah, but also YouTube, like it's just so hard to put stuff like not just anybody can upload something to YouTube. So yeah, you know, um, yeah, this this is gonna be it's or it's double cross with Blake Griffin's a great project. The untitled low budget, maybe not happening, completely fake Brooklyn Nets web series project um is 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 pretty bad. Luke Kelly Klein, thank you for talking to me. The show is double cross with Blake Griffin. That's real. You can catch that on True TV if you like, and you should. Thank you, Adam. It's great to see you, buddy. Luke Kelly Klein, everybody. Make sure to check out exactly one of those two shows. And now a special guest, Final Flame, from the Final Flame guy's British brother. Make no doubt about it. The Super League is an abomination that will ruin European football forever. They've taken the sport from the grit-stained hands of the men who built it and handed it off to American billionaires who learned the ropes from an instructional video. And no, I have not checked the news since Monday. My phone died and I cannot find my charger. I'm in a cabin in the deep woods alone. Regardless, if I know how billionaires operate, there is no way this story has turned whatsoever. The ruling class knows no shame. And furthermore, okay, I lied about the phone thing. Real story? There's a small space between my bed frame and the wall, and I dropped the phone in there. But my bed is extremely heavy. It's an experimental type of steel bed. Usually a complete luxury, but in this specific instance, it's extremely unhelpful and entirely immobile. Immobile like the inflexible opinions of the glitterati who have sullied and bludgeoned the beautiful game. They have elevated Arsenal alongside Man City. They have left Leicester to drown and Burnley to burn. My phone is extremely important to me and for days I heard it buzzing and there was nary a solution. And when it self-quieted, I cried for a full hour into a my pillow. And no, I don't know any details about the inventor. Why would I know if the inventor of a pillow was good or bad? This week, we have bore witness to football history's greatest injustice, which will never be reversed. And there is blood on all of our hands. 
especially mine, because I tried to shimmy them between the bed frames panels and they were extremely sharp. I sliced my hands up and I was not kidding about the being in the woods part. So I call on Stan Kroenke, John Henry, and all the owners of the Premiership in La Liga to heed my cries. Come pick me up. I don't know where I am, but there is a dog leash outside. Not a dog, just a leash. If you come by, bang on the door and don't text because my phone is famously wedged. Oh, wait, and bring food. I ate a football. That's it. My thanks to Jesse Chalice and Luke Kelly Klein. See you next Thursday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.